God's sight, you are precious, honoured and loved. God's grace, mercy and peace be with you. Welcome to St Martin in the Fields and welcome to the 100th Church of England online service. As God is with us in Christ and the Holy Spirit, so we are glad to be with God and one another through the gift of the internet. With the imagination and creativity of God's people and the power of the Holy Spirit, these 22 months since church buildings closed their doors have seen ways of worshipping we'd never thought possible springing up. Today we mark not just the C of E's own online service, but those of many churches, large and small, throughout the country. In baptism, God places our small story within the wondrous story of salvation. Yet we refuse this glorious story and try to center the story on ourselves thus forgetting God, hurting our neighbour and damaging God's abundant creation. Let us name our rebellion and ask the Holy Spirit to place us again in God's story, that we might live and love as God longs for us to do. Father, we have turned our back on you. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus, we have hurt one another. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Spirit, we have exploited your creation. Lord, have mercy. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you your sins, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. But now, thus says the Lord, 
He who creates you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through waters, I will be with you, and when you are through rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt as your ransom, Ethiopia and Sheba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honoured, and I love you. I give people in return for you. Nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offsprings from the east, and from the west I will guard you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away, and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from the Gospel according to Luke. As the people were filled with expectation and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah, John answered all of them by saying, I baptise with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptise you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Now when all the people were baptised and when Jesus also had been baptised and was praying, the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove and a voice came from heaven. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Today we are marking 100 online services. Not just 100 online services for the Church of England, but for many churches, and also getting near to 100 weeks since everything shut down and hasn't got back to normal. Weeks of uncertainty, of grief, of pain and anxiety. A hundred weeks is a long time, but of course we're also remembering and celebrating weeks and weeks of creativity, of communities coming together and new communities being formed. In the midst of all that is tough and painful, we glimpse the presence of God among us. And this presence really is what we're celebrating today, because realistically, we're not quite out of the woods. Or to take the imagery of the prophet Isaiah, not quite out of the waters. And so our celebration is one of survival, of resilience, of determination. But it is a bittersweet celebration. 
through gritted teeth because we're exhausted. We all know so many who have little cause to rejoice as they've encountered loneliness, illness and death. Some are thankful for finding new communities online, while others are mourning the loss of physical community, struggle with digital poverty, or the fact that while online services have been an extraordinary blessing to so many, they have also excluded many others. And this ambivalence, this recognition of God's presence alongside the keenness of feeling God's apparent absence brings us together with the people of God throughout the centuries. The passage we read from the book of Isaiah is well known and loved for its affirmation of God's love for his people. But it's easy to forget that the people that Isaiah spoke to needed to hear this precisely because their circumstances were so difficult, because in so many ways God seemed absent. The people had been living in exile, displaced away from their homeland, strangers among strangers. It felt like the torrent of history had swept them away and God had abandoned them. The image of water is amazingly versatile in scripture. Here in Isaiah, it represents all the forces of chaos, all the things that we as human beings have no control over. Natural disasters, illness, death, war, pandemics. But water is unjust destructive. The waters of baptism, which we read about in the baptism of Jesus, are often said to symbolize life, new birth and cleansing. Water is the very condition for life, yet it can easily snuff life out. We do not control it. It is a gift of God and a force of nature. And this ambivalence about water is held in the baptism service itself, as our drowning in the water symbolizes dying to sin and then being raised to new life. It is also a sign of new life, as we were born again by water and the Spirit. And so the question for us is, how do we discern where God is at work in the water when all that we see is often its destructive power? Online services have helped us do that, have helped us keep our eyes focused on God, our minds knowing that God has been among us throughout and so have all the ways in which the people of God have sought to share his love throughout these hundred weeks by finding alternatives for those who could join us, couldn't join online, by visiting on the doorstep, by phone through practical help and the thousands of ways in which we share God in ordinary life. God's unexpected presence is what Isaiah draws the people's attention to. He'd explored the present in chapter 42, and now in what we read, he opens with a majestic, but now. Yes, there is darkness and pain and grief, and yes, we struggle to see the other side of the river, and we don't really know what tomorrow is going to be like, how the world will have changed, but now God speaks. 
It isn't that everything has changed, but now Isaiah helps the people hear the words of God, words of love and promise. They're not straightforward or easy words. Twice God says, do not fear. If somebody tells me, do not fear, it's usually because there is something to be afraid of. And sure enough, there was plenty to be afraid of at the time of the prophet. And there's plenty for us to be afraid of today. How long will the pandemic last? How many more will die? What about the economy? Will online services continue so that those who were unable to be part of a worshipping community before COVID can keep belonging to those communities they found? Will in-person services go back to the fellowship and closeness we used to know? Plenty to be anxious about. And this is where Isaiah and God are challenging. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not fear is one of the most frequent commands in Scripture. And it's almost always accompanied by not a change of circumstances, but by the assurance of God's presence with us. Which suggests that maybe we're afraid or anxious about the wrong things, or that our eyes are not always turned where they should be. God is calling us to look towards him and walk with him and discern where he is at work in the midst of our fears and struggles. He is with us. He has also redeemed us. God's word is not just for us to know that we are loved, but to live the life of a redeemed people, transformed by his love. It's about looking beyond that river, beyond the waters, and asking, what kind of people are we? How do we live? What have we learned that we need to act on that needs to transform our lives together? Isaiah isn't talking to individual. He's talking to an entire community. In the same way, today is a good time to ask, what have we learned as the people of God through this time? One thing that online services nationally and locally have taught us is that there were many people who wanted to be part of a Christian community before COVID who weren't. There were people excluded by your buildings, by your ways of being church. But we have also learned that in the rush to find a fix for not meeting physically, others were left behind. Looking forward, how do we learn to embrace the whole people of God? We have learned so much about our creativity and resilience, but we have learned as much about our fragility, our need for one another, and how easily we fail to see one another. How can we inhabit this place beyond the river faithfully? This is where the wonderful words of Isaiah give us a starting point. Hope for the future is not grounded primarily in all resources or ingenuity 
or resilience or hard work. Hope for the future is grounded first and foremost in God's character. God is the God of all the forces of nature, of the water and the fire that terrify in Isaiah. And yet, God inexplicably loves the minute creatures that he has made. They are precious and honoured. He calls them by name. If each and every one of us is this precious in God's eyes, carries this much dignity from being made in the image of God, then this gives us a template for life as we go ahead. It begs us to love and honour one another in communities that draw all together and draw our eyes towards God and model his love for his creatures. And so, let's listen and ponder the words of the Lord for the people of God. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. You are precious in my sight and honoured, and I love you. Amen. Let us declare our faith in the God who calls us by name. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, 
born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we mark this milestone in our journey together worshipping online, we give thanks to God for all the blessings it has brought, acknowledge some of the challenges, and ask God to guide us as we continue worshipping and learning together. For the creativity, dedication and perseverance that so many have put into finding new ways to bring their communities together, in worship and prayer online, week after week. Lord, we thank you. For all who have discovered or rediscovered the joy and privilege of being part of a worshipping community through national or local online services. Lord, we thank you. For those who have trained thousands of local worship leaders and technicians in reaching and gathering their communities online, Lord, we thank you. For the musicians and singers who have found new ways to make music to your praise together while apart. Lord, we thank you. For the connections with a younger generation that have been made possible by Church's greater online presence and witness. Lord, we thank you. 
for bringing into the company of your church many who had been previously excluded due to disability, caring or family commitments or the demands of shift work. Lord, we thank you. From the temptation to focus too much on small details of our online services and from worrying about how we look on screen. Lord, deliver us. From poor signal, accidental mutings or unmutings, from on-screen mishaps involving lighted candles and from all Zoom bombing, Lord, deliver us. As many of us rejoice to be reunited in person to share worship and fellowship, Lord, lead us. As we continue to journey alongside old and new companions online, Lord, lead us. In our efforts to more fully resemble the wondrous diversity of your Holy Trinity and whom we are and how we worship, Lord, lead us. As we continue to make new steps in worship and discipleship, both physical and digital, Lord, lead us. Online and in person, near and far, Lord, bless your people as we worship you in spirit and in truth. Amen.
Heavenly Father, at the Jordan you revealed Jesus as your Son. May we recognize him as our Lord and know ourselves to be your beloved children through Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Amen. As our Saviour taught us, so we pray each in our own first language. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of God's Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen. Amen.